Hey there, you're listening to Chase Stories Chats with Marcelino Perez, a series where I sit down with friends and talk about their life stories and journeys. We dive into their passions and how they got to where they are now, discussing the good, the bad, and the funny all along the way. Everyone has an important story to share, and there are valuable lessons we can take away from each one. All right, everybody, welcome back to another Chase Stories chat. I am joined today by my good friend, Peyton. I was going to say priest, but Peyton King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wild, right? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh, man, that was a fun wedding. Um, that was a fun wedding. <laughs> Peyton, thank you for joining me today. No problem. Happy to be here. Yeah. Um, Peyton and I know each other through um, an organization called Here for Kids. Um, that's where we first met. Here for Kids does service trips. We work with at-risk youth. Um, we did a trip to the Dominican Republic, um, and that's where I met her, as well as her husband. Um, and Peyton and I are birthday buddies as well, fun fact. True story. April 26th. <laughs> <laughs> and so we bonded over that, as well as our love for the DR and for kids. Um, so Peyton is, is a very good friend of mine, and um, I'm really happy you're here. Thank you, thanks for having me. Yeah. So. It's tradition here, Peyton, that we always start off with a cheers. So I'm glad you brought uh, a beverage, uh, <laughs> aka your water bottle. I also have my water bottle. We both actually came back from working out. So. Yeah, hence the wet hair and workout clothes. So. Yeah, I, I took a shower, but my hair dries up much quicker. Um, <laughs> yeah, so sure. we'll open these up real quick, or for me. Cheers. Cheers. Boom. And Peyton, I didn't tell you this, but we always start off with the hardest questions first. Oh, no. Uh -huh. So here is your question. Are you familiar with, uh, I've asked a couple people this, but are you familiar with the animal, the red panda? Yes. Is the red panda raccoon or an actual bear? Ooh, that's a good question. I think, I think it's a raccoon. There, there is no right or wrong answer. Dang it, I was really hoping but, I was but right. actually, But actually there is, there is a right answer. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure, but I <laughs> I just asked the questions, I don't know the answers. Oh good, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna keep it open-ended and I'll have a poll at the end. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm actually gonna look it up later, but. Yeah, really, I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Peyton, could you tell us a little about, bit about yourself, you know, where you're from, your background and what you do? Yes. So I was actually born on the East Coast. Um, I was born in Virginia. And then me and my family moved out to the West Coast when I was like 10. I've been here ever since. Um, me and my husband live in Orange County right now. I am a pediatric nurse at Chalk Children's Hospital. Um, I work on a floor that works with like oncology patients, hematology patients, neurology patients, like kind of like everything. So I really, really love my job. And um, I really just enjoy what I do and it's a blessing from the Lord for sure. So, yeah. yeah. How did you, you know, would you always know that's something that you wanted to do or did you kind of find out later on? Um, I definitely did not know that was what I wanted to do <laughs> when I was younger. I was like, uh, ew, blood, no, like <laughs> anything like that. And then, um, I was actually planning on being a lawyer, wow. but when I, was like right before I was about to go to college, I went on a trip with my mom and my sister-in-law now. Um, and we actually saw like a pretty bad car accident. Um, it was really sad. There was like a couple of people that passed away actually. And um, it was just like one of those moments where we pulled over and we helped out like in the best way we could. I mean, I don't have the experience I have now, obviously. And um, it was just one of those like really sobering moments where I was like, I need to do this. Like, I want to help others. Like, I want to know what to do next time. And um, I just really felt like the Lord was like, this is what you need to be doing with your life. Like, you need to be a nurse. So it was a really, really weird, random thing and sad, but it turned out to be, like, what my life calling I felt like was. Yeah, well, it's kind of crazy how things, like, just moments like that out of nowhere. And, you know, yeah. Like, also, yeah. this is what I got to do. 
yeah, it was it was wild for sure. What was the process of you know becoming a nurse? I'm sure that's not something easy, and I just yeah. remember from your just from like your Instagram stories and yeah. the amount of work you've had to do is pretty insane. Yeah, it was really crappy. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally worth it. I went to college at California Baptist University, which mm -hmm. Marcelino knows like a ton of people that go there. Yeah. Um, and it's a four-year program. You do some prerequisites and then you do a three-year nursing program. So I did it in four years and then you have to take a really hard test at the end of it all. And if you don't pass it, it like totally sucks. But luckily I passed and here we are. And I'm actually gonna go back to school to be a nurse practitioner in the fall. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thanks, we'll see. <laughs> Where are Not you? excited. No, I mean, I'm sure. Just I'm sure you will be excited once you're, you're in it. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Where um, are you planning on doing that? Cal State Long Beach, it's like, Know, like 20 minutes from us so it's not okay. far but it's all online because you know hashtag covid so yeah thanks covid thanks yeah, thanks COVID. <laughs> i've been <laughs> saying that forever with like on every single one like thanks covid thanks a yeah lot. This, thanks for everything man <laughs> <laughs> um let's talk about your experience at cal baptist i know <clears throat> i feel like that's probably you know affected you a lot and who you've become now um yeah. obviously like through your relations that's where you met danny as well Mm -hmm. uh, and that's how we met too. Uh, that's how we met as well mm -hmm. for kids and Cal Baptist. Yeah, um, Cal Baptist was cool. I really liked it. Um, I met like some of my best friends there, which is really awesome. Um, and I met obviously my husband, which was pretty cool. Um, I mean, it's and, all right. Yeah, he's all right. I don't know. I kind of like him, I guess. Um, <laughs> but it was a it was a good school for like what I wanted to do. And I'm just really thankful for like the relationships it gave me. Um, and like, I wouldn't have heard about the Dominican Republic without it, which thanks Jordan Juicy, shout out to you. Shout out um, to yeah, cause he told my husband about it and then yeah, he told me about it. And then that's how I met Marcelino. And so there's so many relationships I would not have and like passions I feel like I wouldn't have without that school and that experience. Yeah, go into those passions that you think that you've discovered through there. I think, I mean, obviously nursing, but I think like more so just my relationships with people. And I like really, really, really love like serving people and like just getting to know them and hearing their stories is like one of my favorite things to do. Um, but something I really, really love is the Dominican Republic. And I ultimately like became a nurse to like hopefully one day go overseas with it, whether it be like short-term trips or even long-term like me and Danny are really open to even like moving over there one day if like God really made it clear. Um, but we were gonna go actually go this year, but you know, thanks again, COVID. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I still keep in touch with like all the people over there and like we still look for like opportunities to help in any way we can. And so one day it'd be really cool to like use the experience that I have in nursing to help over there. Yeah, totally. And they always as you know, they always need people, especially doctors or nurses or dentists and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'd be really, really cool to be able to do that one day. Yeah, let's talk about um, your first trip to the DR. How many times have you gone now? Um, three. Yeah. Three. Okay. Let's talk about that first one. Um, that was a really fun group, by the way. And that was such a fun group. Yeah, that was that was a great time. I was also, I think the, I don't think I knew anybody. Mm -hmm. No, you just like, besides you have, like guy, he's cool. <laughs> besides, I think Jordan and Danny. Um, yeah. Danny, your husband. Um, I didn't know anybody, which was very strange at the start, but it ended up being a great trip. Um, yeah. let, let's talk about sort of your experience on that trip. Um, and like you said, how it really sort of created this passion for the DR and, and wanting to help out again. Yeah. I went on the trip, and I'm not going to lie, I was like, pretty intimidated because I was going with all like collegiate athletes and I was the oh, only right. not athlete. <laughs> I literally am the most clumsy and like not coordinated person in the world, but it's fine, you know. Um, so I was very intimidated by that. And I knew we were like gonna go and like play sports with like kids, but I still was like pretty intimidated. Um, so we went over there and it was really like, 
just like humbling experience and like being so out of my comfort zone, but like realizing like God can use me in like any way that I allow him to. And even though I'm not like a collegiate athlete, like I really felt like he did use me on that trip. And um, there's one kid in particular, his name is Luis. Um, I actually ended up sponsoring him on that trip and I still keep in touch with him and talk to him and I've seen him three times now. It was supposed to be four this year, but um, yeah, he like changed my life to be honest with you. He's a huge reason why um, I stuck with nursing school. He's mm -hmm. a huge reason why I keep going back to the DR. Um, just like being a part of his life and seeing how hard his life was and how how much he like lacks in his life and like how easy it is for us to get those things in the US and like like I mean he, his parents you know he doesn't have great parents he is an orphan he you know what I mean like they live in a third world country and yeah. um, there's one moment in particular that I'll share with you um it, I'm sure you remember it was at the like farewell bonfire party yeah and um it's like a party that they have to say goodbye to all the um service trip team members that came over and I gave him my water bottle um as like a I don't know goodbye gift remember me whatever and he literally was like bawling his eyes out over it and I was like I'm so confused like this is a water bottle like like why does that mean so much to you and like it just made me really realize like that these kids like really have nothing and like getting any kind of like love and attention from like someone who's older than them and who may resemble like a parent or a sibling or something like that can change their life. Like that is something they so incredibly need. And I was bawling and like, it was just, it was seriously like such a humbling experience to be like, I have so much and like, what am I doing with it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, I think I've talked about it before too with, um, I forget who it was, someone else that went on a trip. But every time I go on those trips, it puts so much stuff into perspective. Mm -hmm. And I feel, you know, sometimes we really need that reality check. It's really easy to get caught up in everything that's going on mm -hmm. here, here in the U.S. Um, and then you just see your own personal life. And then you do something like that or you go somewhere like that and you meet these incredible people mm -hmm. and who have hardly anything. Mm -hmm. It gives give you so much, um, and it really you know puts things into perspective, and which is why I've gone back so many times, um, yeah. and I'll continue to go back hopefully post COVID. I know, but yeah. and I, I couldn't agree anymore. It's yeah. it's such an incredible experience, and like you try to go over there, and you're like, I'm gonna serve these people and like help them and blah blah, and you honestly come back with like just feeling like so much more like they served you just in how they loved you. And like, you know what I mean? Like they'll make you endless cups of coffee and like give you whatever they have. Like they give you the shirt off your bag. And I'm like, that's just crazy. Like they just truly know how to like love people in such a like pure and like honest way. So it's yeah. such an incredible time over there. Mm -hmm. Always. And yeah. I, I always get something new every time. I go. There's always something new to learn. And yeah. How do you, after coming back through, from those trips, mm -hmm. how do you apply what you've learned there into your daily life here in the U.S.? It's a tough question. Um, I think it's like one of those things where I really just try to remember, like, there's so much to be grateful for here and mm -hmm. so much that we've been blessed with just by simply living in the U.S., and like I try to kind of like live my life in like a simpler way, which I mean, I live in Orange County, which is not exactly a simple way of living out here <laughs> if you've been out here. But I mean, it's kind of one of those things that like me and Danny kind of constantly keep each other like accountable for of, like, hey, do we really need to buy this? Like, do we really like, can we like give our money somewhere else to help someone else? Or can we be like serving in our church more or serving our friends more or family, like family members more? And so I think like just kind of remembering like what how we can give what we've been blessed with to others instead of just like using it on ourselves all the time. Yeah, totally. I, I like what you said earlier too about how you never know just how much 
loving somebody or, or showing that you care for somebody will, will affect someone. Yeah. And after, after you saying that, that's something that I kind of want to incorporate now more as well in my life, yeah. um, which can be as easy as like sending a text. Exactly. Yeah. And like, I think it's so easy when we get caught up in our own lives to like, forget that. Like, you're like, I'm so busy. I have work and school and all this stuff. But it's like, it takes two seconds to like send a text to a friend and be like, Hey, I'm thinking about you today. And like, I miss you and we should catch up soon. And you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's making me, this conversation is making me think too. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think that that's the whole point of these, these conversations is to, I mean, it, it's in all of them, it's helped put a lot of things into perspective for me and force me to think about, you know, some things to, to apply to my life as well, which is why I do them and why they're so yeah, They're awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, so for your wedding, which I thought was super cool, you included, um, you know, as a, they have like the, what are those things called where, you know, like the list of gifts? Oh, registry. The registry, the registry. You had your Oh, I, I, I'm so bad at this. I honestly forgot too. Danny just shouted it at me. <laughs> Shout out to Danny. Oh yeah, registry. <laughs> um, on your registry, you had, you know, sponsoring a child in the DR. Do you want to talk a little bit about sponsorships? Yes, I do. Um, so basically sponsoring a kid in the DR, it can either be like um, a child that lives in the orphanage there and it's called the ARC or it can be in the school. Um, and either way, like, the child is being provided for in such incredible ways, even if they're not like living there. Um, Cause the school provides two meals a day mm -hmm. if they need it. And it provides education. It provides like learning about the Lord. Um, and then living in the house, obviously they, they get so much love and attention and toys and gifts and food and you know what I mean? And so um, a lot of these kids are orphaned and really, really severely impoverished. Like they've been either physically abused, sexually abused, like neglected. Um, and so Kids Alive like goes in and kind of offers those kids like a way out. And so a lot of those kids have actually ended up going to college and like getting married and like getting these incredible jobs and stuff. And so it actually like gives them a chance at like life. So it's only $40 a month, well really 39, um, just rounded up 40. And yeah. $40 a month to sponsor a kid, which literally if you just give up eating out like once or twice, like, boom, you're there. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's like nothing. So, and they're really in need of it right now. I actually just talked to Leslie and Vic on Monday and like this little Zoom call and they're really, really hurting right now because of COVID, a lot of people have had to like drop through their sponsorships. And so um, they could use all the help that they can get, to be honest. Yeah, and um, just to give everybody some context about, you know, who Kids Alive is. Kids Alive is a nonprofit that runs um, schools as well as sort of like children's homes throughout the world, actually. Um, and like Peyton said, it's been, you know, through the sponsorships and, and it helps provide uh, food and, you know, stability for a lot of these kids. <laughs> and it has been really cool. And I've, you know, I've seen a lot of these kids, you know, I, I met them as they were. 13 year olds mm -hmm. 2015 and now it's 2020 and they're all 18 or older um and probably the coolest thing is in that you know the, the sort of model that they have these kids they they've gone through and they're like, like in the in the children's homes and they end up giving back to the program as well so they're very involved the older kids very involved with you know helping out the younger kids or they're helping out at the school or they're just very much a part of it and it's mm -hmm. you know it's a it's a very cool you know it's a very cool model and it's awesome to see that you know it's that's how they're sort of breaking the cycle of poverty too uh, and doing Definitely. yeah sorry we have no context at all to who we're sponsoring or why <laughs> <laughs> it's all good that's oh, why I'm here. Good. Please, please sponsor me if anything, and uh, give me money as well. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, I think giving context. It's okay. It's okay yeah. <laughs> Got you. Peyton, let's talk a little bit more about nursing. So what have been, you know, doing that? What have been some of the hardest parts about it and some of the best parts as well? Um, I would say hardest part is, I mean, obviously like 
death is very hard. Um, you know, those are not days that I would wish on anyone, but yeah. being able to be there for a family in that was like one of the most humbling experiences of like my whole life. And um, just like knowing that I was placed there for a reason and that like God chose me for that day, like it really helped me to like kind of cope with it and deal with it after because it definitely like messed me up for a bit. Mm -hmm. um, but I can't imagine like what that family went through. And so just being able to like hold them and comfort them while they're crying or going to the funeral, like that all, um, that all meant something I like to think. And um, I'm just, I'm really grateful that like I was able to be that person that was there for them that day. And because we all kind of knew it was coming in this particular situation. Um, and I think that they really were grateful to all the nurses and doctors that were there that day. Um, Cause we all like prayed together and cried together and just mourned the loss of this little girl together. And so um, I think that that is probably the hardest part of my job. Um, and also working with our oncology kids is really hard, um, which is cancer for anyone that doesn't know medical stuff. Um, they're, you know, they get really sick and, you know, sometimes they pass away as well. Um, but those kids are really resilient and they're fighters and they're sassy and funny. And I have loved taking care of them and like just being a part of their journey to the goal is being cancer free. Um, so that's been really, really cool. And probably one of my favorite experiences at, about working with kids um, in that particular population um, is just seeing the way they fight like hell, you know what I mean? And they're so much stronger than us as adults. Like, I'm like, dude, some adult would be being and moaning about this. And you're like sitting here like tough as hell. And so yeah, um, I've, I've really enjoyed that aspect of it a lot, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. Yeah, that's that's me when I get my colds. Yeah, I know. Danny, too. I'm like, geez. The thing is, the man cold <laughs> is a real thing, and it is very difficult to do. <laughs> Not actually. Well, literally, sometimes when he gets cold, I'm like, I need to leave because you can take care of yourself. You're fine. <laughs> Men are so dramatic. I'll, 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 uh, know, I'll call myself out. I'm very dramatic. <laughs> and you, too. I know you are, too. <laughs> and he's not owning it, but I'm proud of you for owning it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm trying to. Good, good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just thinking about what you said and, and you brought up, you know, at times, you know, you have to deal with, you know, people passing away. Um, you talked a little bit about, you know, how you, the mindset you have on, on like how to get through it. Do you ever feel like, how long have you been working there, by the way? I didn't even ask. Three years in August. Three years. So mm -hmm. do you feel like you've gotten, in a sense, like desensitized to it and it happening? Sort of, I don't know, as a way to cope? Or, you know, how, how are you, you know, how do you cope with that sort of stuff? Because I'm sure, I mean, I, at least if it was me, I feel like I'd, you know, without, you know, you, you somehow just build a bond without been trying and you know you see these people more than once you start you know building a rapport and so yeah how do you yeah. how do you go through that um that's a really good question i i don't think i've gotten desensitized to it um i think i can understand why nurses do it's very easy to just be like i'm just not going to deal with this i'm just going to turn it off and do my job um yeah. but like i don't ever really want to do that. I would rather, you know, feel all the things and feel all the emotions and the pain that goes with it than like become like that because I found that in doing that, um, I can build stronger relationships with my patients and families and like build a better rapport and they trust me more and um, we grow super close from it, which I know a lot of people would be like, that's not a good idea. Like they're your patient, but um, they don't really have like when they're in the hospital, like, especially right now, because you can never, you can't have any visitors except for one parent. Yeah. They don't have anyone to support them like physically and in, in the flesh. You know what I mean? So if I can do that for them, then why not? Like why, 
would I not want to serve them in that way, you know? Yeah. And I almost feel like, I guess that just shows as well, like your passion for what you do. Uh, I don't know, you know, how the other people feel, but if I, it was just going about it just as a job, I'd kind of feel like it'd be tough to stay motivated. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel too. Like, then why even do the job? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do you ever feel like, you know, just so down and you don't want to go to work or just like really unmotivated? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think everyone feels that in yeah. any job, but yeah, there's definitely days where I'm like, man, I do not want to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. How, how do you get through that? You just do it. You just wake up and you do it. Um, yeah, but there's there's times where I'm like, I am so tired. Like, I just want to sleep in and not stand on my feet all day. Um, but then I'll get to work and, like, something really cool happens. Like, you know, I have, like, a really special moment with, like, a parent or, like, a kid. I make smile and laugh that hasn't done that in days or, you know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of stuff that brings me back every time and truly like humbles me and puts me in my place. Like, dude, you should be thankful. Like you have a dream job, like stop complaining, you know? Oh yeah, totally. I have to remind myself that too. Yeah. I, I also, do you feel like you get, I think you, you already described it. Like you get your energy from the people and the conversations that you, you have with, you know, your patients and the families. Oh, definitely. Like, just even like going and like having like those kind of moments with them. I'm like, yep, this is why I do what I do. This is why like God has made it so clear that I am supposed to be here is just those constant reminders. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I, I feel the same way. Um, like working with, with my, my preschoolers there, yes. like some so, days I don't, they're cute. Best age group. Seriously, the best age group. <laughs> they're so funny. And like, I can't handle them because they're, they're brutally honest. Oh yeah, or you know, you're like, fat or you're ugly, or, and I'm just like, like, what did you do to your hair? I'm like, <laughs> this is my normal thing. But or thanks. you're like 50, right? No. Oh, they, they'd never know how old I am. They always guess. Yeah, at least 100 every time. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was told by a patient like a couple days ago that I was 12, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, that's scary that I'm your nurse and I'm 12. That's really scary. <laughs> really went through the whole system real fast. A oh, genius, yeah. they might say. Yeah, definitely. It was it was really funny though. Yeah. Preschooler <laughs> is like my favorite age though. Oh they're they're hilarious. But I definitely I definitely feel like I as well I get my energy from those um little like relationships or you know those small funny moments and you know that's yeah. that gets me through the day and especially with, with COVID and having to do everything online. Oh, yeah, that was really tough. It was, I would, it felt more, I felt more tired doing like a three hour thing with the kids than an mm -hmm. actual eight hour day uh, in person. I bet. Like, it's just like, how do you even get your energy from that? You're just staring at a computer trying to like get preschoolers to listen to you. Like, and their attention span is like that of a gnat. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Essentially, I'm just trying to do a performance to keep their attention for at yeah. least. Oh, yeah. You're just like trying to be like at a 10 the whole time. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. It's draining to say the least. Oh, week. yeah. I bet. <laughs> oh, I hope this ends soon and we can all just go back to being together. Yeah. Agreed. Um, you talked a lot about, or earlier, you talked about how you love just building relationships with people and, you know, sharing stories how do you like do that how like what is a strategy because you know it doesn't come easily to everybody and honestly i you know i've been thinking about it a lot and it's sort of it's, it's something that needs to be practiced yeah and you built over time how do you feel like you like build relationships and you know get people to you know to create that trust that's a really good question. Um, you know, I found that in my life, like for some reason, like, and I have no credit to take for this other than I think like God, like, um, uses me in this way is that like people for some reason, like tend to just like tell me a lot of stuff and I have no idea why. And like, sometimes I'm like, Oh my God, this person's just like confessing their whole life story to me. But it like sparks such cool conversation. And then like it gives me opportunities like um, 
to like talk to them, give them advice or help them. Not like I have much advice to give, but <laughs> it's like, it's just like good to hear their story and like understand so much more like where they came from and like why they are the way that they are. Cause so much like is played into like by the way that you were raised. Yeah. Um, and so I love like hearing stories like people's testimonies or people like the way that they grew up and like why they chose what they wanted to do with their career, whatever it may be. Um, so I honestly, I think it's just like being willing to be vulnerable with people and like, cause if you find that someone's sharing with you, like it's an opportunity for you to share too, or else they're going to be like, Oh, I feel so uncomfortable because they're just like, yeah. And nodding their head, but like, they're not, you know, being vulnerable back, you know, or else it's kind of awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. No, I, that's, um, as, as I've been sort of reflecting on, on my relationships and, and how I've built those over time, it's definitely the, the vulnerability, the vulnerability yeah. piece. Uh, Which is like something that happened to us in the DRs. Like we both were just like, oh, let me just tell you my whole life story. And there you go. You know what I mean? <laughs> Immediate <laughs> friends. Oh yeah. And yeah, on those trips and for people that don't know and haven't been on a trip there, like, you know, there is a day where everybody gets a chance to sort of share their, their testimony, their life story, and you can share as much as you want or as little as you want. But you know, it's, it's a very powerful moment. Um, mm -hmm. vulnerable, especially if, if you don't know a lot of these people, but it really creates strong bonds really fast. Oh, totally. Uh, which, you know, I've talked with a couple other people just about traveling um, in general and being in a new place where you don't know anybody except the, mm -hmm. you know, maybe you're hanging in a hostel or a, you know, a hotel and you, you're meeting, you know, you all might have, like be with other foreigners and you all come together and have that shared experience and people are just willing to be more vulnerable in that way. Mm -hmm. Totally. You, you bypass that sort of layer of... Uh, hey, how are you? Good. Okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. The, the fluff, I like to call yeah. it. Oh, yeah. All and the fluff. You, you get right to the nitty gritty. Yeah. Which is Which, uh, I think it's great. And, you know, it makes those relationships that more, that much more fulfilling, if anything. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Peyton, let's um, uh, let's go into maybe just like some tough stuff that we've gone through in life. Um, I know that you know, growing up, you had um, some tough experiences, and, and how did you get through that, and how has it made you uh, the person you are today? Yeah. Um, so I'll share just like one of them is yeah. my like hardest experience that I've gone through or maybe just not the hardest but like the most that affected me yeah um, and like made me who I am today I like to think um I always like grew up in the church and like was raised a Christian and which I'm sure like a lot of people like at Cal Baptist or on those trips have same thing um but my dad was a pastor and we always like he was always a pastor like ever since i was little and um we ended up moving out here for him to continue to be a pastor in california from virginia and um it was like hard kind of from like the moment we got here which it really felt like it felt like honestly like an affirmation that like we are supposed to be here because sometimes like i feel like god really puts a lot of obstacles in your life to like test you but like also so you can build like a stronger story to tell people and like foundation and and like trust in him. Um, so it was really hard on my dad, I think, from like the moment we got here, like we, you know, filed bankruptcy, like my dad or my brother was diagnosed with epilepsy. Like there were just so many different things that I think really affected him as a father and husband and like made him think he wasn't like a good provider or a good like protector of his kids and of his wife. And um, so I think that this, that plays into a lot of what happens like further along in this story yeah um just to like give context to people um so basically my brother and i like returned from a missions trip probably when i was like 15 i think um and we found that it was just my mom living at home now and that my dad had actually like moved out um and we found out that my father had cheated on my mom and um that he was like no longer living with us and he struggled with like a lot of like emotional and like mental issues. I kind of think my dad did. Um, Cause he 
I, don't know, I just think he kind of struggled with like depression and anxiety and um, but didn't like seek help for it really because um, I am all for mental health and like taking care of your mental health because it really really can take a toll on you if you don't um, and I think that's part of the part of the problem to this as well um, so he ended up moving out and he actually filed for divorce against my mom um, even though my mom was willing to like work it out and work through it um and like my mom to this day is like still my hero like she's an angel she's literally the strongest woman i've ever met in my life mm -hmm. uh, if i could be like half as great as her that'd be cool um and so he filed for divorce against my mom and he's still working in the church though and he was still a pastor and it's very interesting because he's still a pastor to this day um, and it's just something that I've never really been able to like wrap my head around yeah. in the context of like, I was raised in the church and like, I'm not about like all the rules and like religion. I'm about the relationship with Christ. Yes. But like, you're also a leader in the church and you're also leading a group of people. And like, that's a very high responsibility. And so to lead someone when you yourself are not leading in a good way or even like leading your family in that way um i think really speaks volumes about like who you are and like really where your heart is yeah and so my dad just kind of like he just messed up a lot like he stayed a pastor and like he's dating women in his church he's now about to marry a woman in his church <laughs> and he just yeah he didn't like support us really anymore so my mom and me almost like lost the house we were living in and um it just like forced me to grow up like super fast um like one day i was like an awkward preteen that like just didn't really know what was going on and had the best family in the world and then the next day like my family was much crap and i had to like kind of help my mom like so I ended up getting a job and like helping her pay for stuff. And um, we were able to stay in the house, which was really cool. God provided so incredibly in that time. Um, and like I paid for college and all these different things. And it was really all the Lord that we were able to do that. But I think that experience of like my dad cheating, my dad filing for divorce, my dad like still being a pastor and like having to see him preach all these things that he wasn't actually living out it really made me like angry and bitter towards the church. Yeah. Um, it really made me angry and bitter towards pastors and like, just being like, what are you hiding? Like, you must be hiding something. Like you're probably cheating on your wife. Like to every pastor I watch, and I was like, that's not a good way to live either. Um, and I think like the way that I worked through that was just realizing like people are humans and like people make mistakes, but like, realizing I can find a church that has like good values and good morals and like just have to like, yes, use my discernment, but like also trust that like not everyone is going to do those kinds of things and know that like God has that church open for a reason. God has like that pastor up there for a reason. Um, but yeah, I mean, as of now, like my relationship with my dad, I'll share a little bit about is pretty much the same. It's not super great. It's, like, I don't know, he's, I don't know. I'm, I try really hard to like not be bitter and to kind of give him not the benefit of the doubt, but like more understanding and like yeah. context of the situation, which is why I shared all this stuff before. But he still continued to make decisions that I don't agree with and that I don't think should happen. And that's just based on what he's taught me all my life. So that's based on what I feel like I've read in the Bible and like what I feel like I've learned from my family and like from people like leaders in the church that I trust. And so I try to like be kind to him and like give him grace, but, and I've forgiven him for cheating and the divorce and all that yeah. stuff, but it's the things he continues to do that I am not a huge fan of. And so our relationship is pretty surface level. I mean, I like barely hear from him anymore and he's like getting married and has like this whole other family now, which yeah. I feel like I've dealt with, to be honest with you, and I'm not like really sad anymore because 
I've learned in life like you really have to be willing to like understand that you can love someone from far away without allowing them to hurt you. And I think that that is still like Christ-like. I think that that, that is still like rational to believe in because why would I allow someone in my life that continues to hurt me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I can see, I mean, if I were to, you know, have like a similar situation, I, I, I know from, it'd probably be very hard for me to, to be able to forgive them and also be very bitter. Um, yeah. And I think it's, it's really, you know, it's super important. And I think it's, you know, kudos to you and the growth that you, you know, and the, the work that you've put in, in yourself that, you know, you've, you've been able to forgive because, you know, holding that in, like after, you know, it just continues to, to gnaw at you and totally in yeah. that, that you're, you know, you, I like what you said, like you're able to love from afar. Um, yeah. I think that's super important. And, you know, didn't the, get there overnight though. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm sure there's a lot of, a while. Yeah, lots yeah. of steps that you have to take. Um, yeah, and I, I definitely like I had the moments where I was not the greatest person and was and still can be like at times angry. But I think right after I was very angry and very bitter and like you know making a lot of poor decisions in high school. But um, I think that that is honestly what like led me to the Lord and like made my relationship with the Lord so much stronger is going through that and becoming a crappy person and then realizing I was a crappy person and wanting to not be. <laughs> yeah, it's the whole process. W would you have changed yeah. anything about your story? No. Mm -mm. If you asked me that, like, I don't know, when I was younger, I would have said, yeah, it would have been nice to have a dad around. But now I'm like, I don't really need him around because I have a heavenly father that I love. And um, I have so many other relationships to like be grateful for. Like me and my mom were not close at all before all this happened. And like this forced us to become like best friends. And then my brother really stepped it up when I was going through all that. And like, he kind of became like my father figure in a way. And I still like owe him so much and thank him so much for like the impact that he had on my life. Like literally the day that we found out, he like turned to me and he was like, I'm going to be the father figure you can look up to. Like, I'm going to be here for you. And I was like, okay, like, but like not realizing the weight of that until like later and like just seeing all the stuff he, he has done for me and like how much he's loved me and like poured into me. That was a huge reason why I ended up okay, I think, like out of all of this. Because without like my mom and my brother, like in that situation, I think I could have easily like become a way different person, you know? Yeah, that support system is really important mm -hmm. to have that. Let's talk a little bit about your mom. You know, feel free to gas her up. Tell me all about her. Oh I know very much about her. She is the best. Oh my gosh, she's actually coming out to like see us in like I don't know, thirty minutes or something. Awesome. Uh -huh. Um, but she literally like name it, and she's gone through it in her life. Like, woman has been through it all. Like, she has conquered it all. She's seen it all, and like she's come out stronger than ever. Like her relationship with the Lord is something that I like so admire and like am in awe of because like just knowing all the stuff she's been through and seeing how she can still be thankful and like grateful and like love others and serve others so well. I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, I feel like I would be so bitter and angry and like, here you are like independent, strong as hell. And like you can serve your others and serve your family and like, so well you know what i mean so she's incredible <laughs> that's awesome and, and you know what a great role model to have as well mm -hmm. and it, it, i can like you talking you know about her serving other people i feel like you've really taken you've really taken that piece and learned from her and that's what you're really sort of putting into practice too thank you you're very kind <laughs> no, I, mean, I see it i see it all the time i mean not all the time because i don't see you all the time but i've i've definitely seen it and it's been it's cool to, to hear that's you know you know that's kind of where you got it from like you saw your mom and you learned a lot from her and you're you're applying it to your life too yeah yeah thank you you're very kind yeah of course <clears throat> let's talk actually while on the topic um of service you know what's so what's so great about it that's a good question um 
I truly think that like serving others is like, it honestly is like life changing because you get so much more out of it than that person does, which seems like a selfish thing. And that's not the intention of it at all. And that's not like why I do it or anyone that I know does it. But like, you just walk away from that and you're like, that felt really good. Like that, like just seeing their reaction and like their heart and like how excited they got about like whatever you did is like, it just, you're just like, wow, like that makes me want to do it all over again, which is not a reason to do it. Like the Lord even says like in the Bible, like, okay, don't serve in front of others. Like do it in a quiet place. Like don't brag about it. Cause then that defeats the whole purpose. Yeah. But, um, I mean, that's just one of the many reasons that it's amazing, but I mean, it just shows like Christ's love for us. Like if you can serve others in the same way that Christ did, like it can radically change someone's life. I mean, like imagine if someone's having a horrible day and like, I mean, who knows, maybe they're even having like super like dark thoughts or like, um, you know, going through a lot like with their mental health and like they were going to make a decision later that day to like end their life or something. And you could be that person to be like, hey, how are you? Like, how can I help you? Like, you want to hang out? You want to grab a cup of coffee? And like, boom, right there. Like that changes their whole course of life. And like, granted, that's a very grand thing that like might not happen to you ever. But that's just like one of the many reasons why like you should always be kind to others and like love others because you really don't know what they're going through or like what's going on in their head, you know? Yeah, and you never know how you're, you know, how you can really impact someone else's life. Yeah. And when I think of serving, you know, I think of this idea. It's so easy, especially in our in our society and you know, this idea of like take, 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 I need more. Take, take, continuing that. And you know, it's at least for me, I I mean, I'm just gonna you know, share my experience and you you reach a point where it's it doesn't you don't feel fulfilled anymore continuing to take. Yeah. And you, you know, going through life like that and, and just trying to take the next step. And, you know, at times, I mean, in certain job situations, like you essentially just have to like step on other people to get to the top. Yeah. And if you're not, can if you don't have that, that giving piece, I feel, at least for me, I feel very unfulfilled. Yeah. And, you know, it can, life can get kind of, you know, you get caught up and then you just kind of forget about everything and it, you become very narrow minded being able to to serve others and you know being able to give whether it's your time your your you know money or, or your talents um, is super yeah. important and like you said like you never know how it can really truly affect other people's lives uh, totally and like we live in such a society that's like so entitled and like you owe me this and I deserve this and like to go against the grain of that and like I mean, which, I mean, granted, we are all guilty of at some point, but like yeah. to try to go against the grain of that, like makes people be like, hmm, why are you like that? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, tell me about that. You know, it makes people curious and like, maybe that'll create some positive change in their life too, you know? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, it's a movement in a sense. I mean, mm-hmm. once you start giving you, your, your your friends and peers start seeing that, they're like, oh yeah, but like, and you see the, like you get, I mean, for me, like I get so much joy from from doing those sorts of trips or, you know, spending my time working in whatever after school program or, you know, even like taking pictures for for like family members. I, I took pictures awesome. for, their, um, for their wedding and I, you know, like being able to give my talents in that sense too. Yeah. was super special. So, you know, if people are, are sort of like, feeling empty in a sense like maybe try that serving yeah. or your time talents and money and you know you never you know it, it is an incredible feeling totally i yeah. love that yeah so peyton um do you have let's see this is your chance to put in some plugs um okay. how can we the people listening and myself best support you and uh danny and kiwi <laughs> no, they just got a, like a nice little fruit on the side that they take care of. Yeah, it's just casually sleeping right next to me. <laughs> How can we best support you? Um, I think what you're doing, Marcelino, is like super cool with like doing these stories and like wanting to share people's just life experiences and like 
gathering all of that and like putting it together like that's so freaking cool so that's supporting me because i want to hear those stories too and like i want to be in support of what you're doing because it's awesome so give yourself freaking kudos um so i i think what you're doing is awesome and i think just hearing people's experience is going to like spark positive thoughts and like positive change and so that supports me seriously um and the other only other thing i would say is like go check out kids alive <laughs> yes i will definitely add that as check well they, <laughs> they do have a website kids alive is it yes .com or dot org dot org yeah and i'll, I'll yes. include it as well in the thumbnail so that people can go um and if anybody needs you know at wants to ask questions about sponsoring um uh, kids over there you can reach out to me i'd be more than happy um, or Peyton, yeah, Peyton, um, what's the best way to reach out to you? You can just slide in my DMs, man. Slide in my DMs. Yeah, Danny, Danny makes sure to check them every time, so <laughs> no. <laughs> He's going to be like, what did he just do? Oh, my gosh, he just opened up the can of worms. What, what's your Instagram? How can, uh, how can people reach out to you? It's at Peyton Lorraine. Good luck spelling it. No, I'm just kidding. It's right there on the screen. Peyton hey. Lorraine. And I'll, I'll include that as well. Cool. Sweet. Peyton, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It was a nice little catch up. You. You're awesome for doing this. I can't wait to watch them all. This is I know. So oh, my gosh. There, there's a lot so far. We've got we've got 10. I think you're either the 10th or 11th person. What? Yeah. Wait, so are you going to like post them everywhere? Or once? Mm -hmm. yeah, okay, cool. once yeah, the plan is... If you haven't checked it out, chasestories.com is my website yeah. where I'll be posting them. Um, and uh, yeah, they'll be on there, on YouTube. And I'm also considering making it into sort of like a podcast form since we've got the audio. That's so, if you don't want to watch the video and see our beautiful faces, you can just listen <laughs> to our annoying voices. <laughs> don't you hate listening to your voice back? You're oh like, God. God, I'm annoying. It is the worst. And I'm sure a, a lot of people have that sentiment too, unless you have oh, like a radio voice. I hate but, it. I always I'm gonna really watch this and be like, gosh, you're annoying. Like, <laughs> stop everything you're doing. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Seriously. But yeah, um, Peyton, thank you again. It was so thank great to you talk you to you. For having me. And I really appreciate you just, you know, be, always being super open and sharing and always reaching out to people. Thank you. You're the best for doing this. Seriously. You are. My birthday buddy, Marcel yes. and and P Dizzle. <laughs> it is hope. Yep. All right. Have a good one, Peyton. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. You too. Bye. Bye.